Arnold Palmer is the Masters champion of 1960. Expect anything different? It's just not a fair fight. No, it really isn't, Roger. I mean, that is phenomenal. Oh, it's not a cut. That's a slice. And it's a good one, too. Hello and welcome back, all you hookers and slices out there, to another episode of the Downswing Golf Podcast, presented by 4Champ. I am one of your hosts, Stay and Play Clay, and is with me, as always, is Nick the Stick. <laughs> yeah. Pumping the air. He had a good week. Good weekend for, for Nick with the bets. He's happy. And a great weekend, because I got out on the golf course this weekend. Oh... It's all good in the neighborhood. Yes. Oh, man. It was definitely refreshing. Um, yeah. Fun stuff. Just uh, drove an hour south and found a course that was open. So just, yeah. Uh, but yeah, did not work out too. Unfortunately, I couldn't make it down on Saturday to check out the golf expo with you. Yeah. I, uh, I was able to go to the expo. Didn't, didn't go out golfing though, unfortunately. Um, I don't know. Still, still kind of nursing the wrist a little bit, I guess. Yeah. That's uh, kind of what I figured. Even though I, I did play hockey last night. <laughs> and it did not feel good. Um, <laughs> feels fine now. I iced it afterwards, you know, and everything. But, yeah, it was it was a little rough. But, uh, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. But golf show, um, actually, you know probably not a bad idea that you missed it because it was it was pretty underwhelming not gonna lie it was yeah uh i haven't this was the first time i'd went to the golf show here uh since basically since the pandemic started because they Uh they canceled it the first year and i think they had it last year but i didn't go to it last year um now what's the deal i mean i don't know I don't know. It was a little bit different layout than than the last time I went in terms of like how they had the booths set up and everything and where like the the hitting nets were. Um, speaking of the hitting nets, there was like, I mean, there was the area for the hitting. There were you know mats on the ground for you know hitting bays and stuff, but there were no big brands there with clubs to try out yeah no club reps no there was there was literally one like like demo (laughs) thing there and it was for like some the like a really like a training aid type of thing uh one of those like i don't know if you've ever seen one of those clubs with like there's just a really small face yeah yeah that was like tiny a tiny yeah the tiny head that was the only thing there and and like you know you could use any of the bays to, to hit it or whatever. That was it. Wow. Yeah, because last time I went, you know, two years ago or whatever, like all the major brands had, you know, a, a thing there with their, their new drivers, their new clubs to try out, and that was not the case this year, unless it just, for whatever reason, they didn't have it set up that day, which doesn't make sense because I went on the Saturday, which is should be the... the the busiest of the days friday saturday sunday uh yeah that's the money day that's the big money so yeah i don't know what the deal was um yeah pretty underwhelming honestly 
God, that sucks. Like, yeah, having the club manufacturers there showing off their new products is like the number one reason I go. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying I would have really hit any of the clubs once again due to my wrist, but uh, just the fact that they weren't there was. Yeah, you can't see them, touch yeah, them, right. hear, hear what other player people think about them. Exactly. So. Yeah, I just pretty much just uh, walked around and kind of looked through the apparel sections, and there was some there's some okay stuff there. Not a whole lot like in my size though, so I didn't really I didn't really find much like I've had in previous years. The only thing I did get or that I was kind of happy to see was they had they had some uh, Ryder Cup apparel because mm-hmm. I I wanted to originally I wanted to get like you know Whistling Straits Ryder Cup something back when it you know happened you know yeah half a year ago but just ne- <laughs> never did yeah um so to get a second chance at that was pretty nice so picked up a little pullover so that a boy i came i came back with something at least <laughs> not empty-handed right it wasn't it wasn't really on sale though it was it was a little a little disappointing in that regard but yeah it was for sale, just not on sale. Right. But, I mean, I can't really, you know, beggars can't be choosers. You know, I, I was hoping to get another chance to buy some, some Ryder Cup merch, so can't really yeah. can't really complain too much about it. Yeah, well, that's a good find then, especially in your size. Right, yeah. It's going to be worth some someday, you know, the fact it says 2020, and but it was actually played in 2021. Yeah, right. And it was, you know, a record win for the U.S. No big deal. Yeah. Historic win. Legendary. Legendary. They're going to be talking about this in dozens of years from now. Are we talking about the Ryder Cup or your picks last week? Both. 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 Definitely both. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm glad you brought it up because felt good i even had the, the the winner sam burns coming through for sam my burns my groom my to win it all i mean man that that boy's hot right now he's hot he loves that course yeah loves back it. to back yeah it's uh you know i think that makes it like five five times a defending champ has won in like the last five years so like one per year you'll get a defending champ winning again um, so it's not like it's not super rare, but it's not a common thing. You know, we talk about it all the time with with how how hard it is to win on tour, even with guys who you know win quite a bit. And um, and defending champions, it's so hard to defend your title in a tournament. So it's it's like really in terms in my mind when I'm making picks, I like I basically never go for the defending champion because the odds just are not good. They happen, yeah. you know, once a year and how many tournaments, you know, do they play a year? Quite a bit. So, like, you got to get hot. You got to get lucky and uh, you did it. Nick did it. You got <sighs> it. I bucked the trend and you I did. won. Real yes. underdog story. Very, very March Madness of you. Yes. Going for, going for the uh, the sleeper. 
the the defending champ is the is the sleeper. I mean, you. I always figure they're going to do well because they obviously like the course. Like, sure. But you, to your point, it is tremendously hard to go back to back just because there is a little pressure on you, like, is to go to you know, oh, I've won this. You know, people, ex- you know, there's more eyes on you that week, so there's more a little bit more pressure, and then. Yeah, and then there's also a little bit more demands of your time. You know, you got to go shake hands and probably do, you know, you can't be as dedicated as you want to be. Um, Maybe a little bit more media yeah, coverage. If you're not used to it, obviously some guys always get media coverage, but... Yeah. But guys like Sam Burns, even though he's, you know, won a couple times, he's not a no-name anymore, but, you know, he's not somebody who's constantly getting interviewed and he's not like Rory McIlroy he's not Dustin Johnson he's not um, so you know even for a guy like him it's you know maybe a little bit of an uptick in in media availability for him on a week like that yeah he's trending in the long for the long haul though I mean it's just a lot of consistency there who's you know if we look at these guys like stocks I, my first question for you was like, who do you like better? Who, like, if you're buying, you know, Warren Buffett for the the long haul, for one guy, like, out of everyone, who do you like? Who are you buying for the next ten years at this point? And then two, the two ones that like have recently come up in the last month is Scheffler and Burns, and like, which of those two guys do you think is going to have the better career? Um. And is there yeah. any other guy that you yeah. would buy? Like, if you got to bet a significant amount of money, I don't know. The, who's going to have the better career? <laughs> who's going to have the best career at this point? Who's going to have the best of the young, career? Of the young guns. Um, you anybody that's 20 or 30, in their 20s or... Yeah. Um, yeah, going for the stonks, man. Um you know, of all the of all the guys on tour, all the young guys on tour, I think in terms of the next ten years, um, you know, maybe a little bit higher of stock price right now. So maybe you're not going to get as much gains in the long term. Uh huh. But I really like his forecast, even if it's you know, it's not going to explode. Maybe as as you know, the the change isn't going to be as as grand. Uh, I I would say Colin Morikawa is oh that's who I was thinking of I mean too. that's that's the guy he's, and he's got the majors yeah he's already got he's got the majors so like his stock is already pretty high correct but, but like I would still buy in it's not a good value buy that's no it's not I'm... a penny stock you're not a you're not a penny stock you know hoping to go big it's not a do you consider Burns and Scheffler penny stocks no I I don't they're not penny stocks but they're 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 good value, I would say, still now. They're like, they're low to mid market. Yeah, yeah. They're like, they're like the everyday mid cap. The everyday investor can feel like they can get in on them. You know, it's not like a, it's not like an Apple or a Google or like, you know, a, a big name where it's like, man, yeah, the stock. Like, maybe Large I could cap. afford, I could afford maybe like, you know, a half of that share, right? <laughs> um. But between between Scotty Shuffler and Sam Burns, I I would go with Sam Burns right now. I think Scotty has had a hell of a half year here, basically since the Ryder Cup, or even since 
you know the match play this you know a year ago so last year essentially you know he finished runner up in the match play last year then he yeah. went into you know Ryder Cup and was a huge huge performer there you know he's won a you know he's won a tournament won two tournaments in three weeks um, yeah, lately his third, his like third he's he's playing he's playing great this last year he's um but it's I, I almost am afraid that it's maybe kind of like a a flash in the pan a little bit. Not saying they won't still be good for the next ten years, but I'm not sure if I don't think he can necessarily keep it up like he has. Like he's not gonna keep the same you know, success that he's had, I would say, the last half a year, six months. I don't think he's gonna sustain that. It's 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 a pretty hot stretch he's on right now. Yeah. Right. Um, not say like I said. Not saying he won't you know continue to do well. He you know he still will probably win some more tournaments. But I I feel I just feel like Sam Burns maybe has more of a steadier growth going on with him. Yeah, I don't quite think he's going to be like a DJ that wins you know every year for ten years. I think he'll. Uh, he's kind of the one win every two to three years kind of guy at this point. Uh, I do kind of think he's going to get a major either this year or next. He might. He might. I really like his game. I really like his swing. I like his swing a lot better than like Scheffler's. I mean, Scheffler has a better resume, like his amateur career than Burns. But yeah. um, I don't know. I just, yeah, I like Burns's, like his rhythm is. Um, you know, he seems to have a better build. I mean, he obviously works out. I mean, so, I mean, and not knowing. His demeanor is great, too. Like, it, it just seems like nothing really phases him. Even yeah. even this past week when he, he made the bogey on 17. Or he had, I mean, he had to make a nine-footer for bogey. <laughs> like, and he seemed, like, calm through that and everything. And he just seemed like he's he's got it mentally. He's got it physically. Um yeah, I completely agree with you. I think I think he's just all around. He's got it. He's got the chance to to really do really well. Yeah, because exactly. Um, no, I think both of them are going to have great careers. I don't know if either one of them. I mean, I mean, we're just kind of focused on those two guys right now because right. they've you know they're very top of mind and they're very hot right now in the yeah. golf world. Um, but you know, that's what we're here to do is just talk and. Um, yeah, I mean, but Scheffler, like, again, his resume, his pedigree, he's, you know, up to this point, I mean, because history is a good predictor of future, um, you know, I, I don't know, I just still keep going back to Burns, that it's like, you know, he's, um, he hasn't had the illustrious amateur career, I mean, still a good amateur career, he was like, he won like an AJGA Rolex Player of the Year in 2014. Yeah, he's no um, slouch. <laughs> Yeah, he's now like, he's not coming out of nowhere. Yeah, he's not quite as like all the accolades of Scheffler. And I mean, Scheffler was was on the Ryder Cup team last year. That's huge for his career and his confidence. Um, but sometimes I almost think like when you have all the success early, you know, the expectations can be so high that you kind of like pan out or it just doesn't materialize. Yeah. Whereas sometimes there's other guys that just kind of like they. They don't have as much 
like immediate spotlight and attention and then they just want it that much more they just want to like and they can fly under the radar and they can um yeah they just they're playing with house money they just um they can they can play with a chip on their shoulder yeah but who knows i mean it just it's going to come down to wins and and majors um you know i would say you know i would say regardless of the player you choose here and we're we're both kind of more on the the sam burns bandwagon here i think if you if you treated both of these guys as you know stocks that you're buying i think i think you're gonna make money on either one is basically what we're saying you're not you're not gonna lose so might as well just put money on both of them. <laughs> diversify hedge, hedge your bets. You know? Diversify your assets. Man. Diversification. <laughs> uh, um, but no, it's just interesting. No, because they're, yeah, they're, they're they're like kind of this next wave of players. You know, I kind of almost put Morikawa in the wave. Not the Ricky, not the Ricky no. Spieth wave. No, but then it was like the Morikawa, maybe the um, Xander. Yeah, Xander. That was the Morikawa Xander wave. Yeah. Um. Also, probably like Bryson as well. You could probably yep. throw in there too. Yep. Yeah, I mean every every like five years is a new wave. Yeah. Just kind of which side of the which side of that you're on. Um. But yeah, these guys are these guys are young and playing well and so we'll see it'll be fun to watch them at like this year now that they have these wins they'll be invited to all these big majors and to see how they um can handle that yeah speaking of majors a couple weeks from now we got the masters oh 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 yeah so exciting <laughs> but uh there's a, there's a guy who's not going to be there for the first time in i mean basically my entire life honestly <laughs> uh yeah kind of a shock to everyone um that uh phil mickelson lefty the uh multiple, the champ there. multiple I mean, he's, master's he's, champion uh is not he pulled out. Yeah, he pulled um, out of the Masters of Augusta. I think it. I think it was. You know, officially he pulled out. I think there's probably a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised if there was some stuff, you know, behind the scenes. You know, some maybe like a recommendation from Augusta, like, hey, maybe maybe lay low a little bit, right? Well, that's the huge million-dollar question: is what is like? I'm not was, saying was he pressured to do it, or did he, you know, just want to like, you know, he's going to have to take a lot of abuse from fans for a while, right? Well, and well, the whole, I mean, the whole Saudi thing, golf league, that's not really going away. Greg Norman's still pushing that. So yeah. for you know, for as long as that's going on, and for as long as Phil's kind of still in that boat. I think he's going to be dealing with, you know, the consequences yeah, so is of it that. Still wanting to stay out of the spotlight, some outside influence, whether it's the Matt, the Augusta, or the PJ Tour, or you know, the, the they, the, you know, the big brother, like 
putting pressure on them to say you you, you need to sit down and want to sit out one or or is it an other you know and i i, I lean towards number one um that he's he just he's like he's embarrassed he needs to he's he's doing what he said he's taking some time away from the game he's reevaluating his life i mean he's odds are he's not going to win it um you know i mean he just won a major last year <laughs> i yeah i would agree i think i think number one i think foremost i think it's phil like understanding where he's at a bit and and taking taking it off um making that decision himself but i do think there's probably a little bit of everything else kind of thrown in there too that kind of helped make that decision maybe a little bit easier for phil um but yeah i think ultimately it's it you know it's still mostly him making that decision yeah yeah just how much pressure did he feel yeah trying to trying to let the fire burn down a little bit flame out I don't know this because this one article. I mean, as I'm looking around, some more, um, it's it is saying Augusta National officials strongly encouraged him not to come, according to multiple sources. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, but, I'm sure it's his decision. But yeah, like if he would if he would have decided to come, are, would they have said no way, Jose? No. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so either. <laughs> like it's still, I think, Phil's. It was Phil's decision, mostly. But I, like I said, I, I think, you know, Augusta's probably happy with that decision. I think, you know, they were probably in communication with him, saying, "Hey, you know, let's. It, it wouldn't be a bad idea for for you to maybe sit this one out. Um, you can still maybe. I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's coming to the Champions Dinner. Um, I assume he's not. But yeah, that'd be awkward. Um, because we know he's not injured. No. So why aren't you playing? Like, yeah, that there's no way. Right. Yeah. And speaking of people who were injured, Tiger Woods. Yes. He's. I mean, he's. He hasn't said he's not coming. He hasn't said he's not. He hasn't been taken off the list of past champions who are playing. But it hasn't been officially announced that he has, nor, in my mind, does it make sense that he would be playing. <laughs> I just don't. I don't feel like he's. I don't. He's there. Yeah. You know, physically, I, it, like Augusta National. If you've never been there, that's a. It's a bitch to walk. Like it's. <laughs> it's it, like you don't want to be injured trying to walk that course. It's. It's got a lot of elevation. Um, you know, it's one thing to be walking a Muni course that's that's pretty flat, but yeah, Augusta National is it's going to take your toll. And uh, yeah, I don't I don't think Tiger's there yet. Although you know, he hasn't been ruled out. There hasn't been official word yeah. that he's not no, playing. That would be. That it would, would be a shock in my mind if he played. Yeah. The- It'd be a shockwave through the golf industry, the world. That would be like, holy cow! Like, you even like, I mean, nobody can realistically think he can win, but just to have him back in Augusta would be pretty special. Yeah, um, I mean, he'll be there for the Champions Dinner. He might even play the par three with with his with Charlie. With Charlie, that'd be pretty cool. That'd be awesome. 
Um, but yeah, the the actual tournament probably probably not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think at this point he would he would be giving some kind of indicator that says he's working towards it. That he you know his goal is to do that. He like he would be he would be dropping little little breadcrumbs to like which everyone would you know devour. Yeah, and and yeah. I feel he really hasn't said anything. No, it like we haven't really. Yeah, we haven't seen a whole lot from him since he played with Charlie and right. the father son. And in, and he was you know riding in a golf cart during that during that event. So yeah, like yeah, you 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 would, we would have heard something by now that would have given a little bit better of an indication on where he was at or or where he was trending and you know what his schedule might look like um and if the masters were actually in the plan but who knows who knows maybe we'll hear a week from now maybe we'll get announced right after we upload this episode maybe it'll get announced and make this entire yeah. conversation be null and void <laughs> um but yeah um i mean speaking of phil and going back a couple minutes to Phil and the Saudis um, you know but Greg Norman it did they released that they're you know they, they put out some more details about you know the, the eight events or whatever what do you what do you make of all that yeah he's still pushing hard he's still he he put out a letter to uh, to the players or whatever and <laughs> I don't know I just you know it's, it's funny the the uh, the Ryder Cup pullover that I got was a Greg Norman <laughs> brand. <laughs> I looked at it, I was like, ah, okay, I guess, whatever. It's not that big a deal. Um, um, but no, I, yeah, Greg, Greg's just, he's, he's in it. He's, he's basically in it right now. He's, he's trying to, trying to spin it up. He's trying to just push forward. And I don't, I think, you know, in, in in a bubble I think the idea isn't bad to necessarily have like you know a competing tour because I mean we do have competing tours in a sense with with the you know world golf tour the former U- European tour and the PGA tour and you have yeah. you have I mean there's multiple tours out there um, like it's not a like a bad idea or anything and um, in a sense but it's kind of everything that is just involved with the Saudi tour, you know, how it's being financed and, and all, just all the stuff going on with it. Um, I think, I think that's really what's kind of, that's really what makes it like faux pas different than, you know, the other tours, PGA tour, European tour, whatever. Um, I think that's really the big difference. And, um. Yeah, it's just I. It just doesn't seem like it's gonna go away <laughs> uh, until until like until they host an event or something. But we'll see. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of like guaranteed purses and or not guaranteed purses, but guaranteed you know winnings and I feel like that kind of takes competitive edge out of it for fees, basically right right 
appearance appearance fees have always like I I get um I get what they're about uh, especially like with sponsorships and stuff but um but it was always kind of like oh hey why isn't this player playing in this event on the PGA Tour oh he's over in he's over in Dubai, du- Dubai you know for, you know playing because there's an appearance fee that he's you know he's making two million bucks or whatever just to appear and play is like oh okay <laughs> like i don't know and a lot of that's in the offs like the kind of off season a little bit right um, of the pga tour like yeah i mean it just seems to go against a little bit of the whole you know the the, the golf is kind of like you have to earn your money i mean every week week to week you know that's why there's no teams giving you salaries like you have to go out and you know if you play well you make money if you don't you don't right and if you you know if you don't play good enough for a long enough period of time you're you're gonna lose your pga tour status um like we're seeing that with wesley bryan uh he just failed to secure his tour card you know for next year he'll still play in a couple tournaments for like sponsors exemption or maybe a Monday qualifier or something, but like he's, he's been on tour for a couple of years. He won an event, but you know, he's been kind of quiet the last year or two just because of injuries. He was kind of like on a medical exemption and, uh, and just like last week or two weeks ago, he just failed to place well enough to, to retain his, his card. Like that's a, that's a big thing with the PGA tour. That's a big thing with, um, that's a big thing with like a lot of if you're a, like a, a a European soccer fan, um, you have to play well, otherwise you're getting re- relegated to a lower league. Like it's like there's incentives there to, you know, to play well, to put your best foot forward, to to focus and train and do all that stuff. And and kind of a similar thing happened in in the European football world where you know some top clubs. You know, tried to create like a super league, and that just like ruffled a lot of fans' skins because it was, it just took away like the essential, like the basis of competition for, you know, the leagues for for the teams and how the structure has been set up. It just undermines everything. Yeah, it's not like better for the growth of the game. It's basically, yeah. it's basically just, you know, and, and there's a difference. Like, you know, players are, you know, they're independent contractors. So it's not it's not like they're a team, even though they have, you know, people that make up their team. But it's a it's a one-man show out there. Well, two, I guess, if you count their caddy. But, but you, yeah. you know, they're, you know the players. You don't necessarily, unless you're, you're you know, pretty big golf fans. Like, casual fans aren't going to know the caddies' names. Yeah. Right. So it's it's a one man show. Um, yeah. You know, like they they have to do what's right for themselves as a as a person, basically. Yeah. I mean, on paper and in spirit, I like the idea of you know you you earn what you get, and every week you never you're not guaranteed anything. Um, but it just seems a little bit blind to be unaware of you know that certain names. Are, are draw people you know people with familiarity and just i mean the world is kind of just sometimes comes down to a popularity contest oh yeah for it's sure a good bad or indifferent i mean it's not 
you know, not necessarily always the way you want it, but it's the reality that, you know, they got to sell tickets. They got people want to, you know, people, there's certain people that are more popular and they want to watch them or go to the, go to the, the events. And so, I mean, and then, it, and then now that's the, why they had the whole, um, the incentivized the PGA players to be more active on social. Um, and so, I mean, that's just the, the outcome of some of those, that those realities, um, like it or not, some players are just going to get paid more to show up. Um, yeah, so naturally. we can have our opinion. We don't like it. Doesn't mean it's going anywhere. No, um, I, I think, I think one of the things that I think a lot of players have recognized, um, you know, I, I know there, you know, there's some big names were, or maybe still are entertaining the idea, but you know, I think a, a good chunk of the players on the PGA Tour are pretty well aware of like their legacy and what you know what they're gonna be remembered as or remembered for. Like just just because of the history of golf. Um, and like the majors and everything, and I know like the Saudi schedules, the big Saudi league schedule isn't gonna take them away from any majors or anything. But like nobody's nobody's gonna remember these players for winning a Saudi league event in the future. Like people remember Tiger Woods for his majors, Jack Nicholas for his majors. Um. And then in the U.S., like, it's, I don't know. I mean, the PGA Tour has just been around for so long that it's just kind of. It's been the only, like, show in town as far as, like, North America. I mean, I mean, sometimes there can only be one. I mean, having multiple tours, like, all of equal value, it just kind of waters down the competition like something to a some a certain extent like you can't have two nfls in the u.s right I and mean, well they had it you know they had the afl and the nfl and then yeah. they, they merged there was the reason there was the aba and the nba they merged yeah. they had, you know national league and american league and baseball i mean they're they're part of and, major yeah, league there's baseball. a reason why they all merged that you can't yeah. you can't run two of them because both of them are not going to be profitable enough on their own well right i mean monopolies are what makes money <laughs> yeah essentially um so like i, yeah. I, I mean, don't know the, but what's happening now in my opinion it's just like it just it's not going to work because it's the saudis like i mean they're just i mean you can't overlook their human rights violations like they're just their atrocities that are by that government, like, I mean, you can, they, I, I can't believe Phil Mickelson went as far as he did with them. I mean, and even Greg Norman, like, I, I appreciate what Greg's trying to do with Grow the Game in Asia, and somewhere behind closed doors, they're, they're making deals that, like, you know, they'll promise him, you know, X million for the, to develop golf in East Asia, and he's trying to build his own, like, I mean, sure, he's getting his pockets lined yeah. even more. I mean, I said this in a previous episode. Like, I feel like everyone's got their, everyone's got their price. Yeah. I mean, you may not think you have that price, have a price, but you you have a price. 
Somewhere yeah, up there. Has a price. Somewhere up there, there's a price. You know, that completely changes your life. Just uh, an offer that you cannot say no to. Yeah. So, no. Yeah. I mean, Greg's wealthy, but, I mean, everybody, I mean, even at his level, they still want another $200 million. Yeah, I mean, right. I mean, because they're, that's the, and the Saudis have money, so they're just trying to be a relevant player. And I just, I mean, I just think the conversation is fundamentally I mean, not fundamentally. It's different if it's, I don't know, any other country um, or without, you know, without all the negativity associated with it. Yeah. If it's, if they're trying to, if he's trying to build the world golf tour that's funded by a bunch of bankers, like, I think it's a different conversation. Right. Exactly. I, I would agree. I think there's, I, I, I don't think like, in general, I, I don't think it's necessarily a bad idea, you know, to have a, a an, world another tour. tour or whatever, or a different type of tour that maybe goes to different places that, you know, the PGA Tour, the, the you know, the European Tour goes to. Um, but, yeah, there's just all the other things kind of make it, I guess, out of faux pas a little bit, so... It'll be yeah. interesting to see how far that goes. It'll be interesting to see what uh, what happens with Phil in terms of like when he re- ends up returning, if he does return to play on the PGA Tour again, or or a major, one of the majors. Does he come and defend his PGA Championship? Which, you know, that's not that far away either. That's in May. Well, that's the next major, right? I mean, he, so he has to do that one. You think, but. Uh, who knows? I bet money that he does. I mean, to to be the defending champ, <laughs> you know, he he'll pay his debt to society, you know, and you know, I mean, American, we all have very short memories, but he'll pay his debt by not playing the Masters, and then everybody will forgive him. He'll just stop making stupid comments. Unless he doesn't stop making stupid comments. Unless he <laughs> continues to, you know. Yeah. It's all, Everyone it's has his price. He's a gambler, heart. man. He's a gambler. Yeah, he, he likes money. If he Greg, if Greg comes to Phil, is like, hey, speaking of gambling, we should probably make some picks for this week. We should. We should make uh, the the uh, WGC match play has already started. Started today. First matches in the group stage are already in the books, but we're gonna still make some picks. Uh, since it's, I mean, it's early on still. Um, so yes. we're, we'll make two picks, uh, two two players to win. Um, but yeah, we got a. Uh, we talked about Scotty Scheffler earlier in in the in the episode here. He's uh, he's coming back. Yeah, he was a runner up last year. He got the defending champ. Billy Herschel. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of big names. This is this is always I, I do like seeing match play every so often. Yeah, it's it's a unique event on tour. A little a little break from the stroke play action. Get a little bit March March Madness and golf here. Yeah. So looks like you're you're up first. 
I am up first, and uh, you know what? I'm going to go with uh, a guy I said I, you know, I was really on the bandwagon for the long haul. My stock, my stonk. I think I'm going to buy in here for this tournament, too, and go with Colin Morikawa. Yeah. I figured you might do that. That's a good pick. Can't ever, can't ever go too wrong with that guy. Um, I don't, I don't call him Major Kawa for no reason. Right. Um. I still think he's okay. It's been a couple weeks. I'm gonna go back to Justin Thomas. I think to JT. Going back to JT. He's he's own one right now. Oh, <laughs> I mean, um, he can still make it out of the group stage. Yeah. Okay. I'll 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 take that. I that was my bad. I I forgot that he I didn't look in the right spot. So I will own that. Um, you know, he's going to come back with a little bit of vengeance there. So I'm going to go JT, and then I'm going to bring it back with a different guy. Um, haven't picked him this year yet. Um, I don't think so, um, but he's been playing relatively well. But he's a little bit of a under a, a stretch bet. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Willie Z. Oh, Zalatoris. Zalatoris. The Happy Gilmore caddy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think he's gonna have another good year. I mean, his putting is always, you know, what's kind of holding him back, in my opinion. But um, I think he can do well in match play. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. He's he's got a win under his belt. His first match, he won. Yeah. He's, he's off to a good start. Uh, yeah. So then for my second pick, final pick, I am going to go with Patrick Cantley. Even though he tied his first match with Keith Mitchell, but I still like Cantley to make it out of that group. In yeah. a group of Seamus Power, Keith Mitchell, Sung J.M., I think Cantley's got a, got a good shot getting out there and then putting a run together in the bracket, the knockout stage. So, yeah, fun All event. Right. Austin Country Club. There it is. It's a bit of a, bit of a picturesque course. It's got some, it's got a, it's got some elevation to it. It's got some yeah. good good views along the river there. You got the the bridge. That's a, that's a pretty neat view. Yeah, that's kind of one of the most iconic is that that hole coming down to the, yeah, the bridge. That par five. Yeah. And then they have, and then the I think it I think it's the exact following hole that you have that like par four that guys try to drive it drive the green on. It's it's yes. a full carry to the green. It's yeah. a full, like there's no like you have to <laughs> carry it all the way to the green. It's that's. That's a nuts nuts shot there, but it's it's fun watching guys do that, especially and they can for you know for match play it it allows them to take that risk because you know it's not like you're gonna blow up with a double bogey or and that'll like you know that'll completely hurt you. It's like the worst you can do oh, is just, just one hole. You'll just lose one hole, yeah. And if you're up if you're up you know three holes, like okay, <laughs> whatever. 
or if you're down, you can really press and right. try to get back inside instead right. of getting someone's head. Yeah, it's a it's a fun fun risk reward. I, I feel like that entire course is a good it's a good course for match play. Yeah. So fun event. Should right. be should be good. Nick Scott, JT, and Zalatoris. I've got Morikawa and Cantley. Hopefully I don't get swept again. That would not be good. Yeah, I mean you made a call. Those are a couple of strong picks. Oh, so. Those are. I went. I went big this week with my picks. <laughs> I see that. I went. I'm, I'm trying to bounce back from last week. I got. I got humiliated. <laughs> so, I got. Yeah. I was like Kentucky out there. Just got absolutely humiliated by some peacocks. <laughs> I'm on the. I'm on the peacock bandwagon. Fully on. Yeah. All Me about too. them. Yeah. That's fun. Fun stuff. All right. Well, that's uh, that's going to be it for this episode. We will check you next week when we recap this and we get one week closer to the Masters. Boom. Boom. Peace, love, birdies. Arnold Palmer is the Masters champion of 1960. Expect it's just not a fair fight. No, it really isn't, Roger. I mean, that is phenomenal. Oh, it's not a cut. That's a slice. And it's a good one, too. Huh.